Thank you for tuning in to the Leadership Podcast with Brent Gove. In the next 30 minutes, our goal is that you would be inspired to think outside of the box of typical real estate and replace the hamster wheel with jet fuel. Now, here's our host, Brent Gove. So today I'm going to talk about vision for your life. In other words, what's your dream? What do you want to do with your life? Remember those questions you asked yourself, at least for me in high school? I never thought about it in elementary school or junior high school. But when I got to high school, everyone says, well, where are you going to go to college? And what's your major going to be? And you sit there and ask yourself, you know, what is a major? Well, of course, that's what you're going to study. That's where you're going to get your degree in. And then you go get a job in that field. You're going to work the rest of your life as a zoologist or a, a chemist or an engineer. Or you're going to be a business guy or a business gal and sit behind a desk. And you have all these ideas of what life looks like as a high schooler, which is quite funny because we all know it doesn't turn out like that. Then you get stressed and they say, well, what are you good at? You think, well, I'm good at math. And they go, you should be a CPA. <laughs> and of course, you go, maybe I should be a CPA. Then you you spend all that time studying at college and you become a CPA only to find out that you hate being a CPA. So my, my challenge for you today is, what do you really want to do with your life? What excites you? Not just what are you good at. I think they should really ask the question is, what are you good at and what are you passionate about? What excites you? And, and, and let me just kind of get you you know, chummed here. Is it is it family? Maybe you want to have a big family. I know that was one of my goals is to have a lot of kids and have a great marriage. Maybe it's travel. Maybe you're just a travel guy, a travel gal. You want to see the world. You want to do a safari. You want to go to Europe. You want to see the pyramids in Egypt. You want to go to the Great Barrier Reef or the, the Great Wall of China. You want to travel. Maybe it's giving. Maybe that turns you on to lay your life down for others, to go and to help feed and clothe and serve. Or maybe you're excited about good old-fashioned assets. That's right. I'm talking about a house, maybe a special boat you've always had your eye on, or that, or that dream car, maybe a plane. I have a friend who just got a pilot's license. That's okay, you know, as long as it's not what you're only about. Uh, I think that's the shallow part of life is when all you do is spend time pursuing assets, and in the end, you find out they actually own you. I learned that lesson from a good friend of mine who who said he is he used his 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 stuff used to own him. And now he has less stuff and, and he owns his stuff. So sometimes you can be owned by your assets. And there's a balance there. It doesn't mean you can't have a nice home, drive a nice car, take nice trips, etc. But what what excites you? Is it Maui? Is it the Caribbean? Is it Africa? Is it Fiji? Maybe it's charitable organizations. Maybe you're all excited about the Salvation Army or missions or bringing fresh water to people who don't have fresh water. Entire villages of 50,000 people just by digging a well or two that costs 10,000 bucks. Maybe uh, make a wish, you know, fighting cancer. Maybe orphans or widows or troubled youth. There's a lot of organization or, or prison ministries. There's people who go around and make a difference. Uh, 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 people fleeing domestic violence and, and really making a difference. So maybe that's your hot button. But so here's what I want you today to do. I want you to take a day 
every year, hopefully twice a year. We do this twice a year at my office. Me and my, my buddy, James Stroop, who are I'm partners with him, we get away for a day at least twice a year. And we, we take no phone calls. We don't do any emails. And we just bring yellow notepads, or he likes his Apple. He brings his Mac computer, and I bring my yellow notepads. And we get coffee. We go somewhere beautiful. We go somewhere that inspires us. I mean, if you can't go to the mountains, go go to the ocean. Go somewhere that is just amazing. You're like, oh my gosh, this is God's country. I want you, whatever that means to you. Go to God's country, somewhere that's uplifting. You're inspired. You just want to raise your arms and shout. That's the kind of place you want to be. And then what I want you to do with that day is I want you to really think about your life. Do you have the kind of marriage you want? Do you have the, do you have the kind of relationship you want with your kids? How is your business? Is it really where you want it to be? Are you spending too much money on marketing and not making enough profit? You know, what are your goals? What, what is it you want to do with your life? And then I want you to also stop by the uh, local grocery store or bookstore the night before, the day before. And I want you to pick up or, uh, magazines on uh, giving or magazines on traveling or magazines on financial, maybe financial magazines. And look at things, flip through there and find pictures. Pictures uh, are worth a thousand words. Pictures that symbolize, like for me, the one that symbolizes courage, it was in Tiananmen Square when the tanks rolled in to squash the tenant, the student rebellion. Some guy, I don't know if he was a student, but he stood in front of a tank with two grocery bags. It's like he's on his way home. He sees the tanks rolling in and he is brave enough, had enough courage or stupidity. I think of it as courage. I know, I don't think I could have stood in front of a tank with two bags of groceries and plastic bags, stuck my chest out and said, you're not rolling into the square to hurt these people. And one man, literally there were like eight tanks behind him and they all got bunched up. They couldn't back up. And the guy in front of him goes, I don't have the courage to run over this man in my tank. And he literally, they barely got around him and he moved as they tried to move. I mean, that is courage. And all I have to do every time I see that picture, I'm inspired. So maybe it's a picture of a family playing on the on the beach and the golden sand and they're 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 you know holding hands and walking down the beach and it symbolizes freedom and health and fun. Maybe maybe it's a, a, a magazine on books, I mean on boats or airplanes or cars. Maybe it's homes, unique homes magazine. Maybe homes inspire you. I don't know. There's lots of things that can inspire you, but I want to take a day. I want you to take a day and figure out what your goals, your dreams, your visions are and ask you, do you need to refocus? Do you need to rethink your life? Because here's a here's the deal. You can't hit a goal you don't have. A dream is a goal. A dream, vision, they're the goals, things you want to achieve and do in your life. And so I want you to actually tear out pictures of people in Africa that maybe need fresh water and you're inspired. Or or pictures of, of maybe you always wanted to have an airplane, a picture of an airplane, um, a picture of a word out of a financial magazine that says debt-free, money in the pay, bank, uh, retire young. Cut it out. And in and, and a picture on off, off a of Santorini of a couple who looks like they've They've achieved their financial goals and they're at peace and they don't have financial stress. And you think, is it all about money? No, it's not. But it's certainly 
not about not having money. Uh, half of all divorces say it was uh, because of financial pressure. So you can fix that part in your life. So here's what I want you to do. Write this down. Begin with the end in mind. What do I mean by that? Well, are you a wandering generality or a meaningful specific? Ask yourself right now, do you have total clarity, total purpose? Are you focused or are you just kind of a wandering generality? See, when you have clarity, when you have purpose, passion, and focus, you're a meaningful specific. My dear friend, Zig Ziglar, who's now departed us for the, for the next life, I love it. He always asks the question, are you a wandering generality or are you a meaningful specific? Do you know exactly where you're going, how you're going to get there, the step-by-step plan, the vision, you know, how are you going to do it? Um, I love Martin Luther King. He's, he's got his famous, I have a dream speech. I have a dream. And he, and we all know about his, you know, social reconciliation. And right now at the time I'm writing this book um, and doing this podcast, our nation is being torn apart at the seams with, with social injustice and, and things that have been wrong and people are, are trying to write that. Of course, we're all for that, a thousand percent. But how about you? Do you have a dream? Do you have a focus? Do you know what you're doing? Here's, here's a way to help you do it. You ready? I want you to fast forward to the end of your life. You're 80 years old. You're 90. You're 100. You made the Smucker's Jam <laughs> right for a while no i think it was smuckers they they if you turned 100 they they'd celebrate you and say there's there's old james stroop he turned 104 you know the old crusty sucker or there's brent gove 101 you know uh, rob flick 110 you know whatever it was but you know m- maybe maybe you're there though you're at the end of your life how do you want to be rem- remembered for you had a big house Drove a nice car. Those are all nice things, and I'm not opposed to them. But how about be remembered for how loving you are, how giving you were, how much you served others, how much you self-sacrificed and preferred others over yourself? You know, were you present? You know, I look back, and, and there's some famous people I won't name, but they said their greatest regret is that they weren't involved in their children's lives. There's one particular, like one of the most successful families, and the the gentleman who spearheaded that family, he said his greatest regret is he just really wasn't present for his kids when they were growing up. He was too busy building his empire. So here's the cool thing. People think you're going to have one or the other. I'm telling you with boundaries and, and, and a plan of action, you can work when you need to work, and you can play when you need to play. And you just got to come up with that with the, with the with the plan. And and part of that is having a vision. How could you even come up with a plan if you don't have a vision, if you don't have a dream for your life? So did you just race through life or did you stop and smell the roses? So I'll say it again. Did you race through life? Are you racing through life now? Or you could run hard. But you also need to stop and smell the roses. As my grandfather, Dwight Timmerman Gove, used to say all the time. He would say to me, and and he passed away when I was 25, and I brought my son to see him right before he passed away. But he always say, son, you need to stop and smell the roses. And he was a man who was so grateful for life, grateful for a beautiful sunrise, grateful for the sunset, grateful for his friends and family. Dwight Timmerman Gove. I'm named after him. My name is Brent Timmerman Gove. And uh, he was a great man. So are you grateful? If you, you know, if you fast forward to the end of your life, 
What do you want to be remembered for? Making a difference, caring for others, being there for them when times were tough. So here's the deal. Once you figure out what your vision is, what your dreams are, it's time to focus. Um, you know, what I mean by focus is a lot of people are the jack of all trades and the master of none. You do not want to be the jack of all trades and the master of none. You want to focus. It's kind of focus versus the shotgun approach. It's kind of a laser focus versus the butter knife, you know. Butter knives are good for spreading butter on toast or cream cheese on a bagel. I think most people go through their life with the butter knife approach. They're just spreading a lot of butter, spreading a lot of cream trees. And so I want you to become more of a laser, to be laser focused, not that this shotgun approach. I mean, the shotgun is the something, but I'm talking about a laser focus. Um, here's one for you. Write this down. Success means saying no to good things. And, and I'll, I'll say it again. Success means saying no to good things. There are a lot of, I mean, if, if you do well in life, people will come at you from all angles with great idea after great idea. And there, some of them are, obviously, some of them are goofy. Some of them are not great ideas. But I've, some of them I get approached all the time now. People come to me with really some great ideas. And, and, uh, and you know, so you have to literally resist the temptation to say yes. Because um, good is the enemy of great. And, and I should call them good idea after good idea. But a great idea is really conquering that one thing you want in your life. So resist the temptation to, to maybe start that other business, to maybe uh, do this other thing, because it's going gonna, it's gonna to take your focus and it's going to disperse it like light. There's a flashlight. And after, you know, 80 feet, 200 feet, it, the light disperses. Or there's a laser, which you could see for miles. So I want you to, to adopt the, um, the saying, just say no. Just say no. Let me, you know, where are you heading? What's your ultimate destination? And being distracted, taking these nice side roads, that's good things. But again, if you really got to, to achieve the ultimate goal, sometimes you have to say no to good things. I want you to, here, write this down. I want you to have industrial laser type focus. What's the difference? I mean, a laser is condensed light. You could shoot across a uh, auditorium and you could literally put a dot on someone's chest from 200 yards away. That's condensed light. You can't do that with the flashlight. But I actually want you to get to the point where you are like an industrial laser. If you take a real industrial laser, like, like super, super condensed light, you can slice right through a steel beam. Now, these lasers you can buy, these pocket lasers, you could put it a, obviously at a, at a presentation, a PowerPoint, and you could circle things. They're not going to cut through anything. There's a, there's a certain amount of, to their power, but I want you to go to a industrial type laser where you can slice through a, a steel beam. Cause the bottom line is at that point you become unstoppable. It's an unstoppable focus. It's an energy. It's a tenacity. It's explosive. And then you hit what I call momentum. In other words, everything you touch turns to gold. Good things happen. It's just like you got mojo. You have good mojo. Things are happening because you stayed completely focused on the goal. And that's not at the expense of your family. Don't, know, don't get me wrong. You have boundaries. When it's time to work, you work. 
And when it's time to play, you play, you celebrate, you're present, you leave your phone in the car, don't even bring it in your house. When you're on a date, leave the phone in the glove box, don't bring it into the restaurant. When you're at your child's play or soccer game, leave it in the car. Be present. Watch them kick the goal. Watch them hit a double. Watch them, you know, whatever they do. If, they, if they're playing golf, watch them shoot their first eagle, you know, shot with a nice putt. But you got to be there. You can't be distracted. And so let me, let me give you some uh, facts of life. If, if you go hard, it's easy. If you go easy, it's the hardest thing you'll ever do. Um, I, I think Zig Ziglar says this, if, if you're hard on yourself, life will be infinitely easier on you. Another great one is failure is a prerequisite to success. Some of you are so afraid to fail. I'm here today to tell you to embrace failure. I want to win. Don't get me wrong. I, I want to win as much as anybody or more. I desperately want to win, but I'm okay failing if it happens. I'm going to give it 110%. I tell my kids, if you get a C minus and you gave it 110%, I'm as happy for you as if you got an A plus. I, if, you, if you give it everything and you get an F, I will celebrate that F for, with you. I think it's awesome that you got an F. As long as I know what dad requires of you, this is me talking to my kids, is that you just give it your best, 110%. Have a great attitude and be inclusive. Love others. Reach out. Don't be clicky. Be inclusive. So again, failure is a prerequisite to success. That's how you learn. The reason I've been successful is I failed again and again, but in failing, I've learned. So how about this one? Don't die with your music in you. What does that mean? I'll say it again. Don't die with your music in you. Uh, uh, probably the best way I can explain this to you is this. I'd rather dare mighty deeds and fail than to have taken my place with those timid and tepid souls that know neither victory nor defeat. I love that. I think it's a Teddy Roosevelt or Winston Churchill. I should have looked it up, but it's one of those, one of those amazing people. And so, man, to how about this one? To have aimed at nothing and succeeded. Wow. Most people aim at nothing. They you ask them how they're doing. What are you up to? Nothing. How's it going? Fine. You know, they're just kind of most people are living to die. They're not dying to live. Just flip it around. You're either living to die or you're dying to live. I'm dying to live. I believe that you're listening to this podcast or reading this book because you are dying to live. And that means putting your chin on the line day after day because that's how you get better. That's how you succeed. So that is my message for you today. I hope you found it encouraging. Get out there and fail like crazy so you can get over the part where you're not good at what you do and you can become great at what you do. You can become amazing. People walk up to you and go, man, you're such a rock star. I go, you weren't there when I failed again and again and again. But through my failure, through my suffering, through my embarrassment, I learned to be great. And that is my message to you today.